the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to Church of the Week right here on AM 630 The Word. I am your host, My name is Marcus Burgos, and I am so happy to be able to be riding along the car with you and and be in your ear. And I want to share with you something as we are getting ready for an extraordinary event, an event that that has not happened before, and it's going to be mind-blowing. And we're going to talk about that, but I want to share with you something. The Bible says in Psalms 9, verse 10, it says, Those who know your name... Trust in you. For you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. If today you are not having peace, you don't have that trust, you don't have that comfort in your heart, your your life is all upside down, you know what? Maybe it's time to begin to seek God, to put your hope in God. Trust in Him because He will not abandon you. And it's that simple. We want sometimes some magical potion or we want some complicated uh, equation, and it's not. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And so I'm, I'm here with, with some special men today, and I, and I say this every week. I, I, I love the traveling evangelists. They go all over the world, and they preach the gospel, and many are saved, and they challenge people, these men and women, and they're, and they're awesome. We love them. But there's a special place in my heart, and I know yours too, for those men and women that preach and they don't jump on a plane and leave. Mm. They preach and they stay. We call them and they answer. They, they, when, when something is not going well at home, these are the men and women we call. They are our pastors. They are the pastors of San Antonio. And today, unprecedented, we have in the house two pastors that are, that are locally preaching the gospel right here in San Antonio. So you're in for a treat uh, because we have Pastor Jimmy Robles uh, in the house, and uh, many of you know Pastor Jimmy. He is larger than life, and he, when he walks into a room, you know he's there. Uh, and an, another great preacher and pastor, uh, Pastor Gene Leffler, he is as well uh, two of the men that are doing something extraordinary in San Antonio. Uh, hopefully, an event that they're doing will happen again, but they are the ones to do it first, and there's something to be said about that. So, gentlemen, pastors, welcome to Church of the Week. Thank you for coming on board. Mm, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. What a blessing to be yeah. here. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Marcus, for having us here today. You know, I'm uh, like I said, we don't hardly, we don't do this this way. So <laughs> we're we're either breaking the rules or or something. Uh, <laughs> but I think I think it's going well. 
And so I want to hear a little bit about about you because it could be it could be that there are listeners driving around four ten twenty one sixteen or four that have not heard of Gene Leffler that have not heard of Jimmy Robles. So I want to introduce them to you, Pastor Gene. Won't you give me a little bit about you? Are, are you a San Antonian? You know, I was born and raised here, but left in the uh, early to mid eighties and uh, got saved radically at the age of twenty two. Ended up in Dallas, but the Lord called me from there to go to California, lived there, pastored there for 25 years. The Lord brought us back to San Antonio. I say brought us, actually brought me back. My wife, four sons, are born and raised in California. But we believe he brought us back to San Antonio because God has his eye on this city Mm. for great things. We're believing that we're in a revival season, an awakening season. And so all of the, the, the excitement of what the Lord's doing spiritually in this city I believe that we are, are right on the precipice of seeing many, many, many souls harvested for the kingdom. So let me ask you a question. Um, I just want to want to follow up. I want to dig in you a little bit because that's that's a great testimony. You were here, you left, and then you came back. Right. But that time in the middle, how was that preparation for you? You know, I, obviously, you know, most of my ministry tenure was in California, mm-hmm. and uh, of all things, just a few years before I came. Um, returned back to San Antonio. I was in Disneyland or at Disneyland. And the Lord just spoke to me. It wasn't an audible voice, just spoke to my heart and said, you're going to be a part of the next revival. Mm. And all of us as ministers and pastors, we know that voice. Yeah. And uh, I remember telling my wife and I said it was such a pronounced voice. And so what does a pastor start to do? He starts to prepare for, for revival. The only thing was I thought it was going to be in the area that I had been pastoring in. Yeah. And I believe God is going to prepare a revival back in California. I believe there are many places in the city, but he specifically moved us back here to San Antonio and has confirmed it many, many times. And through this great friend of mine, Jimmy Robles, we've partnered together because he has the same heart to see revival come to this city. So let me ask you a silly question. Yeah. Is there any doubt in your heart, in your mind, that this is where you belong right here, right now? Absolutely not, because, you know, if I told you the story, that would be another radio program. Why, how, and how, and why we got here. Yeah. And uh, it's a miraculous story. We, uh, I, I wasn't even thinking about coming back to this city, but the Lord, in a, in a very uh, just dramatic way, brought us here. And so there's not one bit of doubt. I do not uh, equivocate one bit at all that I know that we're to be here, and that makes it all the more sweeter. Does it mean that it doesn't come without a cost, right. that it hasn't been difficult, right. but, uh, but he's confirmed it too many times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we are in a sweet place and uh, looking forward to seeing what the Lord is going to do in San Antonio. Amen. And you are pastoring River of Life Church. Right. The River of Life Church. Uh, it's located on the southeast side of the city, which the address is 3302 East South Cross Boulevard. There used to be a, a, a landmark there. It was the old Pecan Valley Golf Course. I'm an old golfer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's no longer there, but uh, it's in a very strategic part of the city. Um, and I just believe that God has men and women all over this city that have been praying and, and, and fasting and laboring with tears over this city for many years. So really, I've gotten a chance to kind of come in at the late hour to yeah. be a participant of that harvest. I believe it. I believe it. it's going to happen. Mm. And it's it's in motion. Let's put it that way. That's right. Uh, I'm also joined by Pastor Jimmy Robles, Last Chance Ministry. And if you have not heard of uh, or, or known Pastor Jimmy, you're in for a treat today. Mm-hmm. I, 
love Pastor Jimmy. To know Pastor Jimmy is to love him. That's right. And so, Pastor Jimmy, (laughs) introduce us, our listeners, to to you. What you you are you a San Antonian? And and tell me a little bit about your conversion experience. Well, yes, I was raised and born here in San Antonio, and um, um, man, my conversion was crazy back in two thousand and five. I was telling Gene the other day, I was remembering that. Twelve years ago, I was sitting in the bus with about 60 men with a quarter ounce of cocaine in my luggage, going to a retreat, not knowing what to expect, and my thinking, wait, my wait, thoughts. Wait, wait, wait. What kind of retreat is this? <laughs> <laughs> this was an axe retreat. Oh. Yeah. And, well, uh, you can take cocaine or? <laughs> I didn't see no signs that said you couldn't. <laughs> So you're on your way to an axe, a spiritual retreat. A spiritual retreat. But you had your little stash. Yes. Nobody okay. knew until a year afterwards. My okay. father-in-law invited me to the retreat, and I was really, you know, doing cocaine for so many years. I had my job, but I had a, a second lifestyle, and uh, really no one really knew. I wasn't that kind of an individual, but being a cocaine drug dealer for over 15 years, uh, I get an invitation to the retreat. I said, it's on the weekend. It's the busiest times when I make money, so I'm I'm going to be around 60 men. Might as well take some cocaine and make some money there with the priests, the deacons, and some of the men there. You know, That's what I thought. But, man, just to make a long story short, it was on a Thursday that I arrived. Friday morning I saw this skit that changed my life forever. I wasn't brought up in the church. I, wasn't, you know, I didn't know nothing about Jesus or nothing. But, man, something happened that day that there's a gentleman that cried out to Jesus during a skit. And at that moment I cried out to Jesus. I was one of those guys that you don't cry, and I was crying and crying. And I was like, oh, my goodness, now I understand what it was. But I remember going back to my room, got the cocaine. I mean, I'm talking about like Saul to Paul, man, like a radical yeah. transformation where I got the cocaine, flushed it down the, the toilet, and here I am 12 years later, man, a pastor in the church and uh, I'm deep in the west side of San Antonio, you know, and it's been a tremendous journey. It hasn't been easy, man, but it's so been So they didn't even tell you to flush it down the drain. Oh, no. Uh, the Lord, the, the um you know, now that I understand, the, the Spirit of God just moved. And mm-hmm. I went in there with one plan, and God had a different plan. Yeah. Man. I went in there with the intentions of, you know, like the the, the stinking dinky, man, the yeah. mind, that went, the lack of knowledge that you don't know. I mean, I didn't see nothing wrong with it. You know, when you don't have Jesus and you have no convictions. And, man, you know, when I was in the world, when, when before I met Jesus, I wasn't going through all these things. People say, well, because the enemy already had a hold of you, man. But once you say yes to Jesus, man, hold on tight because yeah. it's an amazing ride. But it's mm-hmm. it's a tough one without him. So it's been an amazing journey in my life with God. But it's been tough. You know, some of you know the experience that I've I've had. And um, it's, it hasn't been easy, man. But So, but now... That's right. Let's, let's fast forward. But now, now you're, you're you're pastoring a church. <clears throat> I'm pastoring a church that I used to report to get food stamps before. It oh, used wow. to be an old food stamps office, and uh, I remember I couldn't even get through the double doors that they wouldn't let me in. Those little rooms, and never in a million years that I would think that you know it's been six years that I've been at that building, that at the same place where I used to report to get food stamps. Now, you know, we own the food stamps office and preaching out of it. <laughs> Isn't that crazy, man? God, is, God does crazy things sometimes. Uh, yeah. he, he does. That qualifies that, right there. Hey, listen, I was saying, like, you know, he even allowed me to get the cocaine in the bus. I mean, I didn't have to, but he allowed me. He said, okay, Jimmy, go ahead. Do what you want to do. You know, bring the cocaine, but you, you don't even have a clue what I'm about to do in your yeah. life. And, man, God touched my life that, and I came home crying and praying, and my wife's looking at me like, what in the world happened to the to the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this? Who's, Who's this, this and what you do with my husband? Uh, I was listening to some Christian music. I got my kids on, the, uh, on their knees. We we're praying. We we're praying for the food. Something that we'd never done before, yeah. man. But 
you know, my two daughters that, um, you know, they saw me in, in a different lifestyle. You know, mm-hmm. I never exposed them to the drugs or anything, but they, they saw a, a different mm-hmm. uh, father. Transformation. And my, my son that's 16 years old, and all he knew was, you know, the new Jimmy, you know, and bringing up the children and the things of the Lord. I wish I would have changed a long time ago, but mm-hmm. praise God that God allowed me to, you know, to be saved now and mm-hmm. going on. Uh, it's been 12 years. It's been a short period of time, but in that short period of time, oof, God's done some amazing things. In a you short know, there, there's something something to be said about the exceptional person. And I, I think uh, David, for example, he was an exceptional man. When he wanted to sing a song, he wrote it. That's right. He didn't like the musical arrangement. He created an instrument. Mm. You know, and so he did everything exceptional. He mm. And he became king, and he wanted a woman. He did it exceptional. He yeah. he sinned, yeah. you know, on the same <clears throat> exceptional scale. That's right. And so I think when God saves an exceptional person, wow. you know, when mm. God saves, like you said, a Saul. See, this man oh. was was exceptional mm-hmm. in his in his darkness, if you would. And then God saves him. It's it becomes an exceptional man of God. And I think mm-hmm. I'm I'm standing before here before you here with two exceptional men, a man that. When you did wrong, man, you did it good. Yeah. <laughs> but now that you're 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 saved and and God has cleansed you and He put you on this track, you have no other choice but to do this. That's right. The way you did mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. all right. the way, That's right. all in, all yeah. in. And so that that is a that is a, a beautiful testimony. And I would mm-hmm. even say to the listeners, uh, because a lot of times there we're we're listening for some encouragement and and pastor if you only knew, knew my husband hmm. or if you knew my kids the trouble they're uh-huh. giving me and That's my right. and my my son I don't know if there's any hope he's a gang he's not just a gang member he's a gang leader yeah. and he's not just doing wrong he's doing it so wrong oh, yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. pastor Jimmy what would you say to that mom to that wife to that father about someone that is out there and man they're not just out there they're way out oh, there you know I, I always say speaking into existence like my son is it will be praising you father god and my son, just have that kind of faith with yeah. action i know there's someone that was praying for me my mother and grandmother were praying for me and you know i know that it eventually um, every knee shall bow and every yes. tongue confess. They're, we are children of God. And every time I see someone that is strung out or someone lost in the streets, I go, man, that's somebody's son. That's someone's father. That's someone's brother. So listen, if you do have someone like that or maybe someone that is struggling, might be listening, there, there is hope. There, mm-hmm. Jesus, there is power in the name of Jesus. And listen, if God can change me, and we know we hear this all the time, but a cocaine drug dealer, man, God can change me. It's just a matter of time. But we cannot give up. We got to mm-hmm. keep on praying, keep on believing. Look up to the hills from where our help comes from. Mm. The Bible yeah. says that the steps of the righteous That's right. are ordered mm. of God. Oh, how how yeah. do you see, Pastor Gene, the, the steps and bringing you? You took a long way to come back here. Yes. Did. How do you see those steps? You know, you're absolutely right. The Lord orders our steps. I think it says a man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. And so oftentimes we can plan. But one of the most important qualities, I think, for the believer is to always be open to the changes that the Lord may bring into your life. And sometimes we have short seasons in, in, in the things that he has for us. And then sometimes it's longer seasons. But you have to be uh, sensitive to a left turn or a right turn. And one of the things, uh, before we, I left to go to California, I, as I said earlier, I had an encounter. It was just, again, one of those private moments. 
The Lord had spoken to me on that very intersection where I now pastor. There was nothing there other than just me in a car and my golf clubs in the trunk. And the Lord said, you're going to pastor a church here. That was in 1987. In 2014, the Lord moved me back to that same intersection, and that's where I pastor. And so when you talk about the way that he directs steps, he does direct our steps. Sometimes it doesn't even make sense. I was talking last night that, you know, he placed me on the corner of Zarzamora and Poplar on a vacant lot for three and a half years. I was on that vacant lot. Didn't know who it belonged to. I was just there and ministering to the prostitutes, the gang members and stuff. And I was, I was telling Jane, I go, three years after that, we moved into a building that was all messed up. It used to be the old Emerson's Bells Bond, 107 uh-huh. years old, six bulletproof windows when you walk in. The street, I mean, the floor was all messed up and no lights. I said, God, why here? He says, why not? I said, it needs a lot of work. He said, so do you. Get in there. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, after after about four or five years going into places where it didn't make sense, stepping into something that it, just listening to the voice of God, like Elijah, caused him to go to the brook and that I will send my ravens to feed you. I believe that if Elijah wouldn't have shown up to the brook, his provision would have shown up and he would have missed it. That's right. And I told people, I go, I'm, I'm so glad that I stepped into something that didn't make sense where people would nod their head and say, man, that's mm-hmm. not even a church. You're in the streets. You're over here losing your house and your cars and, and it's all messed up and you're still preaching the gospel. Listen, I, I, I'm thank God for ordering my steps because here we are. God goes and tells the government building, the attorney general's building next door. Tells the government building, listen, I need you to get up and move out of the way because I got a crazy Mexican down the street that has been <laughs> obedient, and I'm going to bring him here to preach the gospel at the old food stamps office, the attorney general's office. We turned it into a boxing gym for the community. It's been nothing but success, but it's because of my obedience and because God orders your steps. And sometimes God has called you, and you're still praying and praying about it when God is just, you're waiting for God to move, and God's waiting for you to move. That's, That's right. More. That's right. You know, and I think, I, I know, God does all things well. Yes. Uh, this is the Lord's doing, the Bible says, and it's marvelous in our in our sight. And what what better two men to come together to do something that is unheard of, mm. you know, on on a scale that you I I think I think my personal opinion uh, you are both of you are a little bit crazy uh, <laughs> yeah. to set out. To try he's, to do he, He's this a lot thing. crazy. I'm just a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't become crazy until he met me. <laughs> That's right. And so, you, you, you know, that God would take a churched man mm-hmm. in Pastor Gene mm-hmm. and take an unchurched man. Yep. You got saved, you said, how many years ago? Twelve years. Twelve years ago. You know, that qualifies as unchurched. That's right. And, and bring both of you together mm. under, under this umbrella of, of revival, mm-hmm. of, of bringing the lost to be found. And, and being able to offer the best product of all times, mm-hmm. salvation, right. Jesus Christ, yes. for the, for the right. redemption yeah. uh, of our sins, for, for peace, for love. What do we need? What does, you know, I'm, I'm convinced that San Antonio and every, every ghetto and every city and every nice place and not so nice place, they don't need more money. Mm. I'm convinced that what we need, it's Jesus. It's Jesus, yeah. That's the answer. We have the all. answer. Yeah, that's ab- absolutely right. You know, it's, it's, it, the bottom line is, it's, it's, do you see what I see? That's what the Lord says. Do you see what I see? And when you look, you take the time to look, and you see what he sees, his heart will move you. And he'll move you to the place of where the need is. And the need is always going to be souls, eternal beings, 
The Father sent his Son so that none would perish and that all would come to eternal life. And that is in our hearts. Yes. And that's what, that's what Crusade 300 yes. is about. It's about reaching lost souls for the city and, 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 and this uh, incredible union between Pastor Jimmy and myself. It's not only become just a partnership, it's become a really deep friendship. I really yeah. love mm-hmm. this guy. And I've said this many times, that the one thing that I love about Pastor Jimmy Robles is he doesn't just love ministry. He loves the people of this city. And those of you that are pastors out there, or you don't even have to be a pastor. You can just be a minister. There's a big difference in those who love ministry versus those who love the people. Right. And, uh, and that's what this is about. It's about the soil of San Antonio. And we're seeing this beautiful thing happen in our city where God is using the least of these and bringing us together. You know, um, Billy Graham, an exceptional man, as you mm-hmm. said, and yeah. the things that he did, you know, uh, went to be with the Lord this year. And, uh, and so this is not a crusade driven by a great name. Right. It's driven by the name, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. And our heart is to see people come together. Why wouldn't anyone want to be a part of a crusade that's reaching out and trying to bring souls? Now, this is a unique crusade, and I'm going to pass it over to my, my dear friend here to talk about the uniqueness of this crusade and just share a little bit, Pastor Jimmy, yeah, what let, we're doing as well. Let it be me, huh? <laughs> You know, uh, when I when I talked to Gene and we started talking about the crusade and all these things that the Lord had put in my my spirit and my heart, and, uh, it was kind of it's kind of crazy. But we wanted to do what the Bible says. You know, says that God is doing a new thing, mm-hmm. and that new thing is is. Uh, let me tell you, at the crusade, we're going to start off with a five k run, run for a cause early in the morning, starting off at the H B Plaza Alamo Dome. We're going to do a prayer chain. We're going to hold hands and hopefully get a thousand, two thousand. So. If, you're listening. You want to be part of that about one o'clock p.m. October so you want to you want to hold hands. You want to hold circle hands the dome. and circle the dome yep. and facing away from the dome and praying for our city, ah, yeah. wow. for our nation. Turn towards the yes. city. Yes. So that's going to take place, and then we're going to have uh, BMX out there with some professionals, uh, gold medalists to be out there, and then we have also gaming tournament with Fortnite. I don't know nothing about that, but I heard that it's crazy 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 and people are just i think it's already full already yeah and it's uh it's you know it's a spectator event as well i didn't realize you know it's not just a, a, a for players but people love to come and, and be watch spectators yeah. and watch yeah. gaming so but again the the, the the a big part of the target marcus is next generation right. we really see the need in our our young people and it's not excluded just for them obviously this is for anyone and everyone to come we want you to bring the lost that's right and we want to fill the dome with 80 to 90 percent of lost people and so if you if you if you carry god's heart you carry the lost in your heart too and so you just go out to the byways the roadways the Mm -hmm. alleys and you look and i believe god has given us a boldness to walk into to reach out into those areas where you live where you shop where you work and bring those people in that are lost, that need to know Jesus. Because at the end, there is going to be a gospel presentation. There is going to be an altar call. And we are going to bring people to Christ. Amen. You know what, Marcos, real quick, that the, the thing is I want people to understand that, yes, this is a big event. It's, it's one of the biggest tricentennial events of the year. Uh, the thing is, what's going to happen on the 8th? Mm, which is the following right. day. The, yeah. We can concentrate on the 6th and the 7th. That's good. But the most important day comes after that, which is the 8th. That's what we want the body of Christ, the listeners, and everyone that is hearing, that it's not about 
uh, Pastor Jimmy. It's not about Pastor Gene or any ministry. It's all right. about That's Jesus. Right. It's all about the souls. That if God, the Word says to go out there and compels us to do this, then what happens on the eighth? We need the body of Christ, the churches, to to call in and say, "Hey, how can I be involved? Where can we send these people that come to Jesus? We want to put them in the church. Uh, send them somewhere. Where can we?" Uh, direct them to so that's where the body of Christ comes together mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. let's let's disciple these men and these women because I don't want to be known as a crusade 300 and then what happened to the people right. no we want to make sure that it's effective you know that's a big thing you've said and so uh, pastors we need to get pastors plugged in oh, yes. to crusade 300 what is the website it is crusade300.org they can give us a a, a a call as well. We can get yep. the number, but it is crusade300.org, and they can register, get involved, and all kinds of stuff. They can donate there as well, Barkus. We, you know, obviously, you know, this is a big, big financial endeavor, yeah. and so if there's anyone out there within listening distance or uh, that are hearing us today that would love to contribute, you know, they could do that via uh, crusade.org. Um, you can contact us lots at our of, churches. Let lots us of know. promotional. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the Alamo. Though. We yeah. we got the screens. We got the jumbotrons. If anybody, there's a, a person. So that there's room to, for sponsors oh, and to yeah. promote. Yes. Yeah. We can product. really yeah. we can really use some sponsorship right now. So if someone's listening, they can do that. Man, Crusade300.org. They can actually sow a seed there and um, be a blessing, man. You know, there's if there's one thing the church is commanded to do. Uh, I, I always fall back on Matthew twenty eight nineteen. Mm-hmm. Go ye. Go there, right. We do a lot of different things. We do concerts. We do programs. But if there's one thing the church is called to do, it is to preach the gospel. That's so right. today, San Antonio, you have the opportunity to get into what God has called all of us to do. That's right. And you don't have to preach. You ha- you just have to bring. Mm-hmm. That's right. We're looking for people That's that right. are that, that would like to pray. We need prayer words. We need intercessors. We need volunteers, ushers, greeters. I mean, uh, you name it. So you can get involved. I mean, we're going to have 100 musicians from our very own backyard here yes. throughout the city and all kinds of great stuff. Get your get your church bus. Commit to bring that bus full of unbelievers, cars, vans, whatever you have. Mobilize bring them, them bring to them, bring Crusade them. 300 at the Alamo Dome, October 6th and 7th. Thank you so much, San Antonio, for listening to Church of the Week on this special occasion with Pastor Jimmy and Pastor Gene. God bless you, San Antonio. See you at the Alamo Dome. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.